Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Cavern podcast where we talk all things Magic the Cavern. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neill. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? I'm doing pretty well. Good, all good. All things considered. Yeah, it's been a little while, but I'm glad to be back doing this. <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, it's just fun, isn't it? Yeah. This is just a thing I enjoy doing, that I am obligated to do every week, or every <laughs> couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, you know. It's cold and rainy outside, which is lovely. It's the, my favourite kind of weather. Um, I played some magic this week. Nice. How did that go? That I thought I'd never do. Uh, pretty good. Well, I mean, so since we've last recorded, I played a whole modern Friday Night Magic. Ooh, nice. That was good. Because um, I asked my boss to cover for me. <laughs> So I could play the FNM instead of running the FNM. <laughs> um, and he agreed. So yeah, went 2 2 with modern Urza food. Nice. That deck looks pretty sweet. <laughs> Deck's a pile. Yeah. It's, uh, it. You take, like, per game, you take like, a thousand game actions and just do nothing. <laughs> no, nothing happens. You're like, yeah, okay, I'll make a food here and then I can. To tap all these for mana with my Urza and then spin the Urza and then uh, okay I cast this bad card and then I make some more food and I discard the Sobel Chase Daredevil and have some food and uh, pass the turn <laughs> and nothing really happens um, but it's really fun, it's like one of my favourite decks I've played just because like um, with Asmo there's a bunch of lines for like killing creatures and yeah and, and stuff. It's, just, it's just really good fun and I get to play Gilded Goose and Emery so <laughs> I'm pretty pleased with it uh, yeah, I went two two. Had fun. Like, just got to enjoy my Friday evening, just playing magic and talking to people. Uh, that was nice. And then played a couple of games of Commander since then as well. So I've since uh, got, gotten rid of. I've gotten rid of all my Commander decks apart from one. Yeah. Because I just I don't get a chance to play. I mean, this is the job I've chosen, right? <laughs> like, I, uh, I I work in a game store, and every chance I would have to play Magic, I am running that event. Yeah. So I, anyway, I, I remember for... those days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't really get a chance to play Magic that much. Um, and I, I, as outlined in that episode we did where I just talked shit about Commander for an hour, I'm not really fitting the format, so I got rid of all my decks, apart from one. Um, but yeah, someone had, someone had turned up and there weren't many people there yet. And I was like, sure, I'll give, I'll give you a game. So I played a game of Commander. Um... And then at the end of the night, I was like, oh, does anyone, you know, stick around? So technically we've closed, but like, do you want to stick around and maybe play a game of Commander before we all leave? And they said yes, so that was nice. I played another game. Um, and one, Culling Ritual is a stupid card. I cast a Culling Ritual and generated 17 mana. Nice. Um, and then cast a bunch of other spells. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, I mean, I'm not just, I'm just, you know, not big into magic at the moment, really. It's like kind of the last thing on my mind outside of you know my full time job. Yeah, yeah. And this podcast, it's kind of the last thing on terms of on my mind in terms of like something to do for fun. Uh, there's things I enjoy more currently, but it was nice to just play some games. Um, Magic is really fun, turns out. Yeah, <laughs> I'd sort of forgotten that between the pandemic and working when I would otherwise be playing Magic. Yeah, and totally, totally understand that. I guess I had a, a similar situation myself. I think I, I've been feeling a bit down on magic just in in general. Like, I haven't. I, I mean, it's the whole, the whole 
since the start of the pandemic really and not being able to do the usual things go to fnms play games do drafts and you know i, I think having all of that taken away has definitely left me pretty down on it over the over the, the period of time it's been and i think yeah i the weekend i had uh chris from past left drafts who's a, a friend of the podcast uh came over and we did a innistrad midnight hunt sealed with uh, a couple of free release kits and that was super fun and it was really really nice just to be just to be like enjoying magic again felt good just felt nice i can't believe you're interacting with people who don't work in a gregs yeah i know <laughs> cool man yeah. I mean, when was the last time you played like paper magic in front of someone you know not just on webcam yeah like you know like february 2020 is that the i don't know what yeah. year did the pandemic that start is, <laughs> that, that is the year that COVID-19 was uh, declared a pandemic. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, since February last year, I guess, was the last time that I actually played some in-person magic. So yeah, it, it was cool. It was really, really nice to, to have that experience and just, yeah, play, play some, like, bad draft commons. It was great. Sweet. I love bad I mean, magic cards. Yeah, most people that I know have gotten tired of Midnight Hunt fairly quickly. Mm. I mean, part of that is because people are just drafting non-stop on Arena. Yeah, like I've done quite a few drafts and some sealed on Arena <laughs> myself, and uh, the format very much seems like it's a little lopsided. But it yeah, was, yeah. yeah, for me, it was just we've, nice to be nice to be playing it in person. <laughs> we're, uh, we've run four Midnight Hunt drafts, I think. Yeah. At this point, and every round has gone to time. Oh wow! <laughs> and every time I call time, there are like. Like sixteen permanents in play, yeah. people. Just like okay, um, yeah. It seems like the format's kind of very, very grindy, and people are kind of bored with it because it's kind of solved. You draft the blue black cards and don't draft the rest of them. Yeah. Um. So that's unfortunate, but I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, and no, you got to play magic in person. Definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, it was nice um, opening those those full art lands as well. It's the first time I've, I've actually held one of those in person, so that was. Quite nice to have all these, these fun experiences that people have, have had weeks ago. The rest cool. of us have been taking them for granted. <laughs> yeah, those uh, those lands are nice. I didn't think I cared about basic lands anymore, but uh, I don't know. Those lands are very nice. Yeah, I, I found that they're quite difficult to pass in person when someone else is playing them. Yeah, definitely. Because they all kind of look the same, and you can't yeah. really see that coloured border. <laughs> uh, when someone puts them into place they're like swamp and like is it yeah. <laughs> is, is that a swamp they're, they're, they're really nice and they've got like the kind of glossy border thing yeah I like that the weird highlight thing that they did on the Zendikar Rising expeditions so it was cool it was cool to to I don't know like not quite get back to normal because it certainly wasn't like pre-pandemic times but it was it's nice to just have that feeling again of sitting across from another person and Turning some bits of cardboard board sideways it was good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's wild that we've both actually played magic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> between recording this podcast. Yeah, sweet. Cool, and yeah, there's been quite a few things, I guess, since we we last did an episode. I guess you wanted to touch on on worlds briefly because it's. Because you it's happening. <laughs> yeah, I I genuinely genuinely did not realize worlds had happened, um, which yeah. kind of says it all, really. Like in terms of. Like a, how much I care about competitive magic, and and b, how much was the coast advertises competitive magic, 
yep. and I guess see really like the importance of competitive magic in you know in in current times. It's just it's just not important. We see that on so many different fronts. We, we we've talked about before in terms of finance about how like it's commander cards that sell product. It's commander it's, you know commander is the format that innovation products are built around and yeah it feels like a high level competitive especially like standard magic just just doesn't matter anymore no well it certainly doesn't doesn't drive sales yeah <laughs> um you know all of all of our orders that we get are commander orders um and i mean that's that's still you know current standard cards there's always an uptick in orders when a new standard set releases um Midnight Hunt is no different, but yeah, there's. We sold our stock of Considers. Um, we had fifty-four copies of Consider, and they all sold within a couple of days. Yeah, of being opened because that's actually a playable a card. Great in, card, yeah, one of the best in, in the set. In modern and Doomsday and Legacy, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> um, which makes sense. And then, yeah, the rest of it is just all the werewolves from the set, all the zombies <laughs> from the set. All the curses from the set. I mean, today alone, I've packed orders for four curse EDH decks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Commander is just the thing that drives drives sales, drives people to get excited about magic. Really, it's the only thing holding paper sales up <laughs> effectively. Which is, I mean, it's I mean, it's it's been that way for a while, but to see Wizards lean into it so hard is is wild. Yeah, um, but yeah, some some actual standards did happen on a high level on a high level the highest love levels worlds yeah <laughs> and you genuinely didn't know it had happened genuinely yeah genuinely <laughs> did not know it happened which yeah that's sad it is it's incredibly sad I guess as, as, as well as somebody who has followed competitive magic fairly closely over the years yeah recently yep. it just it felt like something that I just didn't really just didn't really care about at all I haven't been playing standard yeah. you know, I, I, I built a standard deck when Midnight Hunt came out, was playing a Demir Delva deck and was like, oh, it's fine. Played I don't know, probably about 10 games of it and then was like, alright, well, I'll just go back to Historic because it's a much better format. <laughs> yeah, like, I'll just go and do something else. Yeah, like if I'm going to play yeah. Arena, I'll just play Historic. It's a far better format, I think. Yeah, well, at least, you know, the, the winner of Worlds is a worthy one for sure. Yeah, certainly, certainly. Yeah, you had to, you, Takahashi won the whole thing. He went 0-3 in draft, and then one out in standard. <laughs> um, and it's it's great to see him finally get a Worlds win. Yeah. Um, he is clearly very, very happy with his performance. Very, very happy with the win. Um, yeah, just, just went 7-0 in standard. Yeah, <laughs> with, it's, uh, it's the, the dream, isn't it? It's like, yeah, yeah, perfect record in standard after going 0-3 in draft is just like... Yeah, one of those real, real comeback stories. Which, again, why, why didn't I see this? How didn't I know about this? Like, yeah, that's that's the this should have been. Thing. Yeah, this should have been, like, I don't know, it doesn't matter how much it would have cost them. Like, this would have been great if they had this on like the front page of Twitch or something. If they were in like, I don't know, YouTube ads. If like, hey, look at Worlds. Is this player did the unthinkable? O three into the perfect seven like yeah that's a great success story and I wish Wizards of the Coast had done more of it. Yeah, yeah, you've got this the player who's just been who's been playing Magic forever has been grinding out professional Magic for pretty much as long as as, as, as it's existed. Um, 
has been consistently putting up incredibly high performances. Is world champion for the first time after an incredible run of being undefeated in standard. <laughs> and people who are heavily engaged with the game just don't don't know about it. They have to find out accidentally on Twitter or or whatever. That's how I found out the world championships were happening. Is because someone I know tweeted about it. That's ridiculous. I shouldn't have to be following people on Twitter to know that the biggest tournament in Magic the Gathering is happening. Um, especially with such a great run from the winner. It's it's just symptomatic of what's happening. Like you say, Commander's yeah. the thing. Commander yeah. is magic at this point. Which we've talked about previously, but it's just kind of sad that the Premier format, the Premier tournament on the Premier client, client with loads of money being thrown at the the actual broadcast just I, I no one knew about it <laughs> yeah and well, it, it just doesn't matter it just clearly doesn't matter and i mean if that's if that's just how things are then that's fine you have to evolve and adapt and that's fine it's just a just a shame that that's the that's the legacy after like almost 30 years of a of, of the pro tour <laughs> the the organized player being the backbone of the game keeping the thing propped up and alive for so many years to uh, yeah, the most important tournament, and I I didn't even realise it was on. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. But that sounds that's like it was, Yeah, totally. I mean, at least that's it sounds game, like it was a good a good tournament, exciting watch. So, you know, hold on. Do you know the result? Maybe I will just go back and watch it anyway. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, standard seems kind of stale already. <laughs> uh, Aaron's epiphany is still a good card. Yeah, yeah I, I like time walks. It'll it'll do me. <laughs> Yeah, it turns out if you tack a threat onto a time walk, it's pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know, like, why do they keep doing that? Like every time, I feel like every time there's been like a, you know, although pushed to be not competitive in in quotation marks, yet still like powerful time walk card, it's always just been very good. Like, yeah. Why didn't they just learn from Nexus of Fate? Why didn't they just put it in the commander product? If this was meant to be like a commander plant for like, I don't know. It's it's a it it has to be right. It's a seven mana spell that lets you take an extra turn and you make two birds. That seems just like commander nonsense to me. No, I think I Why think not it was just put an intended standard yeah? card. You think so? I just think it was. I just think it was too good. It was, yeah. I just think time walks that make threats are just too good. Just too good. I was gonna say, like, why not just put it in the commander set? Like, if that's a card you really want to print, why not just stick it in the commander set? Yeah. Well, they just keep they just keep doing it, right? And I mean, yeah. So you had Nexus of Eight. You have Aaron's Epiphany, which I mean, arguably, I think in a standard format, Aaron's Epiphany is probably better than actual Time Warp at five mana, because um, Time Warp doesn't do anything, right? Yeah, like it's five mana draw card. Yeah, there's there's jokes about actual Time Warp just being explore, <laughs> like in, in yeah. cube, um, and yeah, I think the, the fact that it makes threats and you can cast it for six mana is just too good. I mean, there are people talking about part of the Water Veil. Yeah. From Battle of Zendikar. Battle Zendikar, yeah. Uh, that was probably really, really good. We just missed it because we weren't used to time walks being good. Yeah. And now, yeah, pretty probably. much any time they print a time walk in Sand, it's probably going to be great. Temple Trespass probably wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> From Fate Reforged, the nine mana delve one. Yeah, like Khan's Temporal Sundren was, uh, I think, just a bit too difficult to cast to make it good. But yeah, you I need conditional that's casting. That's the thing. Yeah. You don't need. You don't need time warp plus to make it exciting you need yeah. restrictions like oh it's going to be it. seven mana and a sorcery but you get to make a make a threat like 
why? Yeah. I just yeah, I guess yeah. I just don't understand why you keep doing it. Why they keep turning the knobs? Why do they keep sticking things onto onto cards and pushing things just so far? Yeah, that's the thing. Like part of the world was probably good. We were just the magic community as a whole was probably just not there yet in terms yeah. of understanding how powerful these effects are. Like nine mana make a six six take an extra turn is probably good enough for standards. Yeah, <laughs> regardless of what the rest of the standard format looks like. Uh, I mean, this thing that people looking back at old deck lists and like when Lawman was in standard, people weren't playing four ponders. Yeah, which is incorrect. <laughs> uh, and it's just you know it's understanding that and. Uh, evolving with with magic design and i think that's one of the things that's most compelling about magic is that you can learn things that you you know you can innovate on things that you thought were absolute truths yeah yeah like i guess it's generally accepted that this thing is not good or doing this thing is good and correct and then you just have a few more minds on it a few more years to ruminate on that yeah that card and it's much better than anyone considered it could be yeah, totally, totally. And now stop printing time warps into standards. <laughs> it's not necessary. Yeah. Like uh, speaking of old the first time. Speaking of old standard as well, I guess it's to to sidetrack. Uh, I did play the uh, standard through the ages event on on Magic Online, and that was fucking wild. Like, <laughs> how 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 did how did Omnath make it like like out of R and D like. <laughs> Well, so the most the, recent on Yeah, so the standard, yeah. Through, standard through the ages, you had like the best standard, like just an absolute killer row of like standard decks from across the years, and like you had the full on Omnath plus Uro like at its peak deck, and it was it, it, it's incredible, it's absolutely incredible. I don't understand how any deck could beat that. Because like the only the only cuts. deck, I, yeah, like the only deck I lost to was Splinter Twin, and that well, was yeah, just because no they had a twin out of nowhere. And, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like you you think about Coreblade and how much of a menace that was, and that just sort of pales in comparison to current. Well, yeah, literally, literally. That was yeah. One of the again, one of the decks was Coreblade. Wrecked Coreblade, like the, <laughs> the most unfair one. Just felt like like Sly. Sly was in the was in that queue. Like you, that you just, just feels mean. <laughs> it, yeah, it was like what you're gonna play a ball lightning? Okay, like. Yeah, here's an Uro. Uh, yeah, I'll play an Uro. <laughs> who's who's six power creature is better? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, that's it's it's because they're commander cards. Yeah, they're des- this fire design is like so obviously t- <laughs> like towards commander that these things just <laughs> slip through the cracks. Like, yeah, four mana. It's an Omnath. We're completing the Omnath cycle. The previous Omnaths were popular in commander. Didn't really make a splash in standard. Let's do this. It's got a landfall. That's a Zendikar me- mechanic. Uh, it does does things. Um, here's your four color landfall commander that you want for your command. Oh no, it's broken every time. <laughs> oh dear. How how could we possibly have seen this coming? Um, and I, I think I really I really just want to be a, a fly on a wall for like I don't know six months while R and D designing things. Yeah. And playtesting things and just do people like does the does the playtest team like? Do they just not consider these cards because they look so obviously like commander cards? Is it a case of like they're given the standard card pool, like okay, try and break this, we'll see how it goes, and they see Omnath, they're like that's just a commander, so they don't even bother testing it. Yeah, I have no because idea. they have some yeah. of the best playtesters to have ever played Magic, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And they just miss it. Same thing with like Hogak. <laughs> 
<laughs> just say, why does that have trample? Why? Um, and they, they, do they just not play these cards because they think they're just these, oh yeah, this is the thing we put in for commander players now. It's not going to matter in terms of competitive, constructive magic. <laughs> and then it just breaks everything. Yeah. Maybe the same is true of Uro. Though, to be fair, the first time anyone laid eyes on Uro, they were like, Mm, this is probably too good. Oh, it's that, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it was the whole deck as well. It's like, oh, yeah, not only do we have Uro, but we have Omnath and oh, Lotus Cobras here as well, doing doing its work, and Ken Rift's in here, and uh, Felidar Retreat was in there as well. It's just like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> play a land, do six things. Yeah, yeah, play a land, gain five life, draw a card, add some mana to your mana pool. Cast another spell, do it all again. Make ridiculous. A yeah, make a two two. <laughs> ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So that was uh, yeah. a bit of a side note there, but that was a, it was a really, really fun event. I would love to see them run it back with like modern through the ages or legacy through the ages, like that kind of thing as well. It would be pretty sweet. Yeah, I'd like like to I don't know, I say I'd like to, I don't know, I don't want to play magic. <laughs> he plays magic. <laughs> I just buy and sell the cards. That's yeah. the, that's the real game. Yeah. Uh, speaking of buying and selling cards, mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah the reason we've we've come back to this podcast, brought it all back <laughs> is for the main event of the new secret layer. The only thing that matters in Magic: The Gathering. Literally, secret yeah, layers. yeah. I mean, yeah. This this one this one's a special one. Um, so I guess we'll. Is it? Yeah, I, is it? I, is it actually I, special? I think it is. I think it is. It, this one is a, spe- yeah. Let's just bury the lead. This one is a very special one because it is the return of a completely different intellectual property to Magic: The Gathering. Uh, so, oh baby! Yeah, I'm very much for the one eighty. I'm about to do <laughs> <laughs> very much like The Walking Dead. Um, last year? Question mark. Uh, time doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Time is a construct. Who cares? I feel like The Walking Dead was like a year ago. Probably was. Let's say it was a year ago. Sure. Yeah, so I feel like it's, the last time since we had the, the Walking Dead, we have a totally new IP coming into Magic as Magic the Gathering cards that will be legal in Commander and Vintage and Legacy. And this time we have Stranger Things. Yeah. Now, I'm going to have to, to know, eat some crow. <laughs> <laughs> make myself look like an ass on the internet which I do every day so that's kind of fine yeah you were incredibly upset about the wait I was so angry I Walking was... Dead I mean not to the point where you like advocating for sending like the commander rules committee death threats angry but you, <laughs> oh, you were very no. upset oh, no. I'm not a fucking lunatic I'm just yeah. an idiot you but, didn't like... like create a whole new format just because you didn't want to play with these cards like no because I'm not a baby I don't yeah. I, I, this is the thing, like the whole thing with the. I mean, you can go back and listen to the episode where we talked about it, and I'm sure I said some fucking heinous things that I would absolutely not stand by these days. <laughs> these days, it's a fucking year ago, Jesus. Um, but I was not happy with the direction that Magic the Gathering was going in for personal reasons. There wasn't like me, I wasn't like atting Watsy, atting the Magic account on Twitter, I wasn't atting employees. I was just having conversations with friends, being like, I hate this. Yeah. I do not like what this is. This isn't why I enjoy Magic the Gathering. They didn't ask, but I said <laughs> I'm probably just going to leave Magic and probably just just quit the game because this just isn't what I want it to be. This is stupid. 
uh, and all my friends said okay, <laughs> and then we stopped talking. Uh, but I, yeah, I was I was very upset about it because it just seemed so silly to me. Like Magic had so many, just so many excellent characters, so much engaging lore, so many cool cards, so much cool art, and everything like that. That I was like, why why are we doing this? Why is this a thing yeah. that needs to happen? Also, I hate The Walking Dead. Why is it The Walking Dead? No one has cared about The Walking Dead in about four years. Why are we doing this? It was a thing I didn't personally care about at all. Yeah, I'm still utterly confused about why Why The Walking Dead. Because it was popular at the time they, they secured the IP, I suppose. No, I mean, I know, they... why, I know why, but... Go on. Because oh, Mark Hagen used to be the, um, the chief brand officer for licensing for AMC, so it was a very easy deal for them to get. Oh, I see. That's probably the, true. The shoe guy. The shoe guy. Yeah. Yeah. How he are those he, Jay's, he used how are those to. Shoes looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The shoe guy. That's it. yeah. That, that's... <laughs> the shoe guy. He used, yeah. So he he used to work as the the licensee, like the head of licensing for The Walking Dead. So I assume it was a very easy. You know, it, it's a notable. It it is a notable property. Not uh, you know, definitely not at as the peak of its popularity, but it's a notable one that a lot of people have heard of. So I can imagine it's it's probably a reasonable one to go with as a test run for this kind of thing if you can acquire the license easily as well. Yeah, and they it's made low a opportunity load cost, of money off it. low risk. Yeah. Yeah, they they made so much money off it. Like it's the best selling secret light they had to date, and the secret lights were clearly doing okay before that because they were still doing them. Yeah. <laughs> if it had just if it had just been terrible, they wouldn't have kept doing them. And uh, yeah, so I in the meantime have you know remembered that. Capitalism continues unimpeded by how I feel. Um, so things are just going to fucking happen at me, and I can choose to engage with them or choose to not engage with them. And I have chosen the latter this whole time because this is the thing that Magic is doing. This is the thing that Wizards of the Coast have decided is good. And I uh, philosophically hate everything about Secret Layers, especially ones with different IPs. Um, because they did away with From the Vaults, which were essentially just gifts given to local game stores to sell yeah. for profit to make some money, and you're buying them from your LGS, and you had to give money to your actual LGS to support them to buy yeah. this product. And people then wanted they them, and like... they were scarce, and it was yeah. it was it was a, a genuine way to give back to stores, and a way for stores to you know incentivize creeping up the WPN levels to get you know higher allocations of product and stuff and. Yeah, it was a yeah, system that worked, great. Um, and it was a great product, and a lot of them were very, very desirable cards at a very, very reasonable price. And then Wizards of the Coast said, fuck you, we're just going to sell cards to Magic players directly, and there's nothing you can do about it. And we all said, okay, uh, and we were fine with it. <laughs> and I still hate Secret Lairs, and I've now bought three of them, <laughs> and I feel bad about it, but... <laughs> uh, then they went into Stranger Things, and I couldn't help myself, because I'm a moron. And I have gone from I'm going to quit magic because of this secret layer with a different intellectual property into it to I have purchased a secret layer with a different intellectual <laughs> property in it because I have no spine. Got him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they literally got me. Yeah. Um, it was going to happen eventually. I, I've said this on a previous episode, like a couple of months ago, that if they did X Y secret layer, I'd buy it without a second thought. <laughs> you know, like. Because I am a moron, and I see a thing I like, and I want to give money to the company that does that. <laughs> uh, because that is the only way I have been conditioned to experience joy, unfortunately. Uh, but they did Stranger Things, and Stranger Things is pro probably my favourite show. 
it's it's a very good show. It is a very good show. I I think this one fits a lot more than uh, than The Walking Dead, especially given that like Stranger Things reliance on Wizards of the Coast intellectual property anyway. Yep. Like, yeah, this yeah. one actually makes sense because they literally play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, in it's the show. It's a massive popular show. There's a new season coming out very soon that a lot of people are very excited about. That a lot of people will watch. Uh, and yeah, they play Dungeons and Dragons. Which is a Wizard of the Coast game. I, I mean, there's probably like you know that I've looked for them, but there's probably like magic Easter eggs in the background and some of the scenes yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. it's, they. Well, I guess play... it won't be because it's first edition D and D, so magic hasn't been released yet. But you know, yeah. Well, that's that's the whole thing. So like, they play D and D at the start of the show because um, they wanted to solidify that these kids are fucking nerds, and you should sympathise with them for being nerds. Um, but the creators of the show, like the the writers used to play Magic the Gathering yeah, and they wanted to have the kids play Magic the Gathering with each other at the start but then they decided to set it in the 80s when Magic didn't exist so they did D&D instead so the creators like of the show are actually like have played Magic the Gathering and know what it is and wanted it to be part of their show yeah but the timing didn't really work um so it does make a lot more sense because you know all of these characters well most of them literally play Dungeons and Dragons which is a wizard's IP and it makes sense. And the creators like Magic the Gathering. So it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's still stupid <laughs> in terms of all my arguments about why The Walking Dead secret there made no sense. Uh, still apply here, but I like this show, so shut up. <laughs> yeah, I, I still find it a bit weird and jarring to see just just people, just people on, on Magic cards. Um, I mean, you can kind but... of get away with it. Like, okay, sure, D- D- Hopper's got a American flag, that's pretty weird uh, Max has got a literal skateboard, <laughs> which is still weird, but like, yeah, it looks at it least, feels kind of more magic-y to me, I don't know why yeah, like at least no one's got a gun like uh, it's a slingshot <laughs> yeah, hey, slingshot is, like, is totally, totally fine there yeah. have been countless goblins of slingshot in uh, in magic's history yeah, yeah. I mean like, the I guess there is there is an arcade that is, uh, that's a bit not not high fantasy, isn't it I mean, there's a literal skateboard. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, like literally, the 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 Hopper card literally looks like he's in Innistrad. Yeah. With the pumpkins and the spooky trees and the the Innistrad color palette of like deep teals and blues and greens, and some horrible decaying pumpkins. It looks like an Innistrad card. And they've released this coming up to Halloween, or at least you can pre-order it <laughs> coming up to Halloween, and it all makes sense. And I like this show a lot so I, I bought the cards with my money because I want to say to Wizards of the Coast keep doing this <laughs> uh, in the same way that I keep buying things off Amazon despite you know hating everything they do yeah anyway let's talk about the cards because I've made myself look enough of a clown cool so where do you want to start I mean I've just I've clicked on the secret layer page so cool. let's just go in order that, that they appear on the bottom Cool. So I guess first up we have uh, we have the clue token. I love the clue token. The clue token is fantastic. So it's obviously the the Christmas lights that Joyce uses to communicate with Will. Uh, it's it's sweet. It's a fantastic bit of art uh, by Ravenna Tran, who is one of my favourite Magic the Gathering artists. Yep. Yeah. It is. It is amazing. It. I feel like. It, again, it's one of those. Th- Things where like I love this as a piece of art, but it feels a bit too weird 
to me to be on a magic card for me to want to use this but I, I think it's a great bit of art I'm going to go back and watch the show yeah season 1 through I, I, I love this show so much it is a good show it is definitely anyway a yes show. the clue token's very very cool <laughs> yeah I'm a big fan of that uh, next up we have I think my favourite card of the bunch is Mind Flare the Shadow for black 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 for a 9-9 legendary enchantment creature horror Mind Flare the Shadow isn't a creature unless you control three or more permanents you don't own. At the beginning of your end step, exile the bottom card of each opponent's library face down. For as long as those cards remain exiled, you may look at them, you may cast permanent spells from among them, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any colour to cast those spells. This is so good. Yeah, it's like some sort of strange super Gondi, and I love it. It's so good. I mean, it really makes sense flavour-wise as well. Yeah. Which I'm sure the Walking Dead ones did. I'm sure people looked at the Rick card and we're like, yeah, that's exactly what Rick would do if it was a magic card. <laughs> but this is like a, a magic magic embodiment of, of the Mind Flayer. Um, yeah. Like taking control of things that aren't yours and then using that to steal other things that aren't yours. Um, yeah, and I, and I guess when we get the, the non-magic version, I guess the, the non-IP um, magic versions of these cards, like this could even just be a Mind Flayer. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the only thing about it that doesn't look like an actual magic card is the fact that you can see the the building in the bottom. Yeah, yeah. You can see the arcade in the bottom, which looks a bit weird. Um, is it the arcade? Uh, it's the shopping mall, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, no, no. It, yeah, it will be the arcade in Mindflyer. Yeah. It was the second season, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it just looks like a magic card. It reads like a magic card. It seems very, very cool. I'm sure there will be many commander decks built around it. Um, it's a great embodiment of what that creature does yeah. in the actual show. Like, I'm a, I'm a big fan. It's very yeah. cool. Fantastic. And next up we have Chief Jim Hopper, two red-white for a legendary creature, Human Soldier. It's a 4-4, four, four, has Menace, and whenever it attacks, investigate once for each non-token attacking creature, and has Friends Forever. Uh, you can have two commanders if both have Friends Forever. Partnered Just... by a different name. Yep. <laughs> no, mm, no. It's it's part way between partner and partner with, because like something with friends forever can only be partnered in the command zone with something else with friends, friends forever. For, yeah, it can't be a partner with so a partner. So it's partner by a different name. No, but like. Yeah, that's all, it can yeah, only be partner. It can only be friends forever with a friends forever. Like yeah, a partner, partner can only can be only partner with a partner. Of a partner. Yeah. No, right, okay, I was about to well actually you like an asshole, but... No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, right. I've, I've well actually far too many people <laughs> over the past couple of days because of that, anyway. Yeah, it's just partner, isn't it? But if you call but it with a different, It's just a different it, keyword, yeah. yeah. The ability's the same, it's just a different keyword, and that's totally fine. But it's more evocative. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're all friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I mean, this card's interesting. Uh, it's something new for Red White to do in the command zone. I mean, I'm yeah. going to consider these, like, people are actually going to, when the Magic version comes out, people are actually going to play this. And probably when the when this one comes out, they're going to play with this. Um, form on a 4 with Menace, and then it cares about investigating, cool, yeah. which is very, obviously, very flavorful for the character. Um, one of only two cops, I trust. For, and who's the other? Uh, uh, Marge Gunderson, off of Fargo. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough fictional ones you know <laughs> ones that can't actually cause harm yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I really like the art I think it's a, a reasonable 
a parallel of his character in the show. Something vaguely new for Red White, caring about investigating. Yeah. And it can be a partner with any of the other ones. So, yeah, I I, I like it. I'm a fan. Yeah, seems fine. It, it again, like, love the art on this. Absolutely love the art on this. But no, nothing about the rest of the card speaks to me at all. But no. yeah, if it is a new thing for Red White to do in the command zone, like that's cool. Uh, it's got to be better than that Dominario promo, right? At Biobox One. Fire uh, Song and Speaker. Fire Song and Speaker. I mean, people have, you know, just turns every burn spell into a lightning helix. Yeah. People have built fun decks around that for sure. It's more I'll interesting than just attack with this creature. Yeah, sure. definitely. <laughs> definitely. And next up, then, we have Dustin Gadget Genius. A two white blue for legendary creature human. So 2 3, and you can tap to add two colorless mana. Spend this mana only to cast artifact spells or activate abilities of artifacts. Uh, another option for blue white artifact decks. That's yeah. Like mana, ships navigator. Um, yeah, it makes sense. He's always tinkering with some stuff. Built that phone thing, walkie-talkie thing. They had to go to, to hop top of a hill. Makes sense. Yeah. He's the gadget genius. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's a fun commander for an artifact deck. If you want to play a blue white artifact deck, and it feels kind of boring. It feels like um. Dalakos from Theros Burn Death, the red, yeah, the red blue yeah. one. Yeah, I think equipment. So I think this that, is slightly more open ended. I think that's how I feel about like all of these cards in general. Like they all kind of seem slightly boring, but I guess that's a good thing because it it feels far less jarring than the Walking Dead cards here. Because to me, I feel like any of these could just be magic cards. You just change the name and change the art, and you could stick it on you know, any creature from any plane. Um, yeah. Whereas I feel like that wasn't necessarily the case with The Walking Dead, so I do like that they have, they have taken some feedback. Not like the, you know, the horrendous, some of the Stop horrendous, doing yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of the the awful things that were said. But they, they have taken on on some lessons there, definitely. And like, right, we're not going to completely give people whiplash looking at these cards, but we are going to make cards that could feasibly be on any magic card. So yeah, yeah, because cool. the, the thing with the Walking Dead is like they're making specifically Walker tokens. Or yeah, and it Walker wasn't tokens, take... and they've got guns and crossbows <laughs> and stuff. And... Whereas yeah, like this is just you could any art artificer could do this, right? Yeah, I find it weird true. that he's not a human artificer; he's just a human. Yeah, especially when Hopper's a human soldier. But uh, yeah, the, the one thing I will say uh, as we get through these cards that the they don't really work well together. Most of them. Yeah. <laughs> They're not great partner combos, which is kind of sad, but they're just... I mean, I think they tried to stay true to the characters. I think they know that with this, they're, they're trying to make a character's item more than a playable magic card. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, I think so. So, um, yeah, it, it, it makes sense that it's kind of generic in its design. Yeah. But yeah, it makes sense. It, it, it sounds like Dustin. <laughs> Cool. Next up we have Lucas the Sharpshooter, blue-red for a legendary creature human, it's a 1-3, and you can tap and sacrifice an artifact. Lucas the Sharpshooter deals 1 damage to target creature, goad that creature. It's cool. Yeah. I guess it kind of works well with both Harper and Dustin. Yeah. It, you know, he makes in, in, investigate, investigate, make clue tokens, so you can sacrifice those and go to creature. And the Dustin note would have a lot of artifacts in it, so if you wanted to partner those two up, that would also make sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the thing here is that 
Lucas fired a slingshot once. Yeah. And that is the, what we've built the card around. Because <laughs> he has well, no that's... discernible qualities. Yeah. That, that's it. It's like, they're, they're all, like you said, like they're all very much built to reflect the the character or like a, like a certain moment in the show and that's very much like the um the bit in, in season three at the end where yeah, he pulls out the slingshot and distracts the monster yeah so yeah it's that it's one good. thing he did once yeah <laughs> that one thing he did once sure it'd be, it'd be good if this co- this whole card was just a coca-cola ad like it was in season three yeah <laughs> he just kept holding up coca-cola bottles yeah but yeah, this said, it's cool. It's an interesting card. It's cool. Um, I like that it's not busted for like a two mana commander as well. Like it doesn't even yeah. seem that good, but it's just kind of interesting and yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean, goad is a fun mechanic. Like forcing creatures to attack in different ways is, is yeah. a fun commander deck for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's. it's uh, I don't really understand why it's blue, but yeah, it's cool. Cool. Next up, we have Max the Daredevil. That is one red green for legendary creature human. Uh, the three two has haste. Whenever you cast your second spell each turn, untap target creature, then investigate. That is a bizarre combination of mechanics. Yeah, so it's kind of like. Uh, I guess you can untap with Lucas, and yeah, you can untap Lucas and investigate. Then you can tap Lucas again. Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. works. Go with something um, else. That's pretty cool. Uh, it kind of like Jorian from yeah. Oath of the Gatewatch. Cast your second spell, do a thing. Not a thing that red green has ever been known to do, um, but I guess they just they had to do a fair split of colours along all these creatures. So yeah, I guess that makes sense um, because Max loves. She's trying to work out what's happening to her brother, so she keeps investigating. She keeps doing things to investigate, and eventually she gets the answer. Right. But also, she loves the skateboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, I, I think Max is kind of a weird choice because she's not really. Is she part of the group? She's in yeah, third, season so. three, right? But like, she's not really. Uh, I'll get on to yeah. it to finish reading all of these about the so. obvious glaring omission, but and that will be a good twenty minutes of the show. Me talking oh, about yeah. the glaring omission, but yeah, this is this is it's fine. It's not particularly good, and that's. That, I mean, that's that was true of the partner cards when we when they were first released, right? The, yeah, the, definitely. Are great by themselves, but once you combine them, they're probably kind of okay and do interesting things. Yeah, yeah, and it's cool that there is that little synergy with Lucas as well. Yeah, nice nod to things in the show too. And next up, then we have Mike, the Dungeon Master. That is one green white for a two-two legendary creature human. Has two tap choose target creature card in your graveyard that was put there from the battlefield this turn. Return it to the battlefield tapped. Yeah, I like this one. Yeah, I like it a lot. Cool. It's a green white one as well. It's just a shame. I hate Mike as a character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess it makes you the dungeon master. He's he's the DM when they play D and D in the show. Uh, to returning things from the graveyard, I guess, is kind of what a DM does, maybe. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know how it applies to the show. <laughs> I guess like they fight, and then they get back together and fighting with your friends when you're 12 years old is the same as that person dying I guess and going to the graveyard to bring them back I'm clutching at straws I won't lie <laughs> it's a cool card it's a cool design it's like a kind of Safi Eric starter kind of thing yeah yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's some combo here somewhere that you can do with this but it's cool yeah 
I don't no, know. I like I like it again. Like it seems like, like it's just fine. Like like I feel like any of these command like cards could just be like the face card of like a commander precon, like your int- yeah. introduction to commander, as opposed to like oh this is this is a <laughs> this is your your standard set commander plant that's gonna break the format in two. <laughs> yeah, it's just they're, they're, yeah, like I said, it's it's they're designed to be collectibles. They're designed to be fun, and it's it's weird seeing like what's you play catch up again with commander is like them designing things they think are fun and then everyone else has sort of migrated to yeah um really competitive consistent combos um rather than just having fun in commander which is what we were doing like five years ago when they were designing terrible cards for commander um yeah this one's fine i like it i like all yeah. of these it's stranger things <laughs> <laughs> next up we have 11 the mage that is one blue black red for a human wizard Three, five. Uh, your maximum hand size is eleven. When eleven, the mage attacks. You draw a card and you lose one life. Then, if you have eleven or more cards in your hand, you may cast an instant or sorcery spell from your hand without paying its mana cost. Yeah. So this is the best one. Yeah. By a lot. <laughs> yeah, quite probably. Yeah. It reminds me of Kess a lot. Yeah, it's very very similar. Casting spells for free. Uh, this is the one that's pushed the most, I think. Um. This is the most powerful one. It's going to do very stupid things with extra turn spells. <laughs> if you want to cast time warps off this, it's very good. So you, you attack, and then assuming you meet the requirement of having loads of cards in hand, which you probably do because this literally draws cards as well, you cast a time warp, and then you take that extra turn, you attack with 11 again, and you cast a, cast a time warp, and you don't have to exile them, so you can, like, okay, I'm answer them back or whatever. Um. Yeah, it makes the least sense with the rest of the partners as well, but yeah, yeah, Eleven has magic powers, so she's a wizard, I guess. <laughs> That's how that works. The the mage. Yeah, it's mage, cool. It's, who's it's a wizard. A, yeah, it's yeah, it's a manifestation of her being very very powerful and doing silly things. Yeah, it's cool. I I like the card a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right in terms of, of, of pushed designs. I guess it's probably the the most powerful and potentially the most competitive but it, it's cool it's a cool card I like to see it yeah and then finally we come to Will the Wise that is white black for a 1-2 legendary creature human when Will the Wise enters or leaves the battlefield each opponent may investigate each opponent who doesn't loses one life you investigate x times where x is the number where x is 1 plus the number of opponents who investigated this way uh yeah everyone's looking for Will yeah and then you get to investigate and look for clues. Um, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And they changed the art, so we didn't say homo anymore. Yeah, that was a that was an unfortunate <laughs> one, wasn't it? Yeah, because it says H O M on. And it says the, homecoming the on the on the back, on yeah. the, the banner in the background. Yeah, but it's, it used to it had H O M, and then his head's in the way, and then the next letter on the banner was O, so it looked like it said homo. Yeah. And they changed it because, you know, no homo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess this makes sense for Will because you're meant to like blink him loads and like, you know, he goes to he goes to the upside down and then you're looking yeah, for him. Yeah, upside Where down he? and then he's, he's, oh, he can break out to, con- to speak to one of them briefly and yeah. Yeah, I, I think it, it is very flavorful like the like all the others are. It's cool yeah. and again, it's, it's a... It's a low-cost creature spell, 
that doesn't seem like it's going to cause problems in, in eternal formats, so I'm, I'm very happy about that. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's all of them. I, yeah, I that is. I that is, it, so. that is all of them. I mean, I, I assume there will be a, an extra special secret card like there, there usually is with the, the Walking Dead one that was the baseball bat. Yeah. Um, and so, if, if the extra yeah. one isn't Steve, I, 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 I will strongly consider sending death threats to Watsy employees because I'm a well-adjusted human being. Uh, I won't do that, obviously. Um, but why isn't Steve here? <laughs> yeah. Steve's yeah, the best like character in the show by so much. Steve is definitely a very popular character. So like He's Steve the fan favourite. Like, like, I wanted so badly to build a Steve and Dustin EDH deck. Even if that deck was complete shit. <laughs> I, I, uh, Steve. Yeah, Steve? I guess in, instead of Hopper, like Steve would have been better, I think, yeah. Cause, yeah cause, like, or he's like, the... yeah, whereas like, Jonathan or Nancy. Yeah, Nancy would have made more sense. Yeah. Like I mean, Hopper I guess makes sense because he is a central character and he interacts with Eleven a lot, and there's that whole yeah. like father-daughter relationship kind of thing. But Steve's like the whole like keeps the whole team together, like protects them, like is the leader essentially of this group of children, um, and is friends with them, and is just the best character in the show by so much that I can't believe it's not Steve. You know who I hope the mystery card is. Go on, Bob. <laughs> We finally found her. Yeah. <laughs> there she is in the bottom of this box. <laughs> oh, Bob. Man, I've got to go back great. and watch this fucking show. Yeah, this me show too. So me too. It's it so it was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm really excited for the new season. It's weird because I, I hate children. That's a thing about me. Um, I, I just I have no time for children. Um, because they're stupid, but you're not allowed to tell them they're stupid, which is annoying yeah. because when adults are stupid, you're allowed to tell them. Yeah. But children are just stupid by design because they have underdeveloped brains, which is fine. It's not their fault, but it annoys me. Um, but I love the show, which is centered around children. <laughs> which sounds creepy now. I've said it out loud. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But it's you know it's the, it, a, a gang of kids who are friends and trying to solve this horrible spooky mystery together and work together as a team. And it's just kids being kids. To be fair, any time I've watched like an interview with one of the kids, it's just insufferable. It's a good job they're all good actors. Because <laughs> yeah. they're really good in the show. But uh, as people, I can't stand them. They've got a long way to go. Because they're yeah. like 14, and 14-year-olds all suck. I sucked when I was 14. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's no Steve, and I'm mad about it. Maybe there will be. Maybe Steve will be the secret card, card in the bottom, and Bob will be forgotten about uh, once again. It'll be like some weird equipment or something, won't it? Yeah, maybe. It doesn't really matter. Like, I don't know. Or Egos or something. <laughs> yeah, it'll be Egos or something like that. It'll be like Mike's D20. It'll do something stupid. Yeah. Um, I hope it's Steve. Mike's skateboard. That, that would be ridiculous. And it's a vehicle that you can crew. Maybe it's um, what's his face's character that gets mauled by the Demogorgon. He played Sam in Lord of the Rings. What's his name? Oh, I can't Mark remember. Mark Astin? That's not right. Sean, Sean Astin. Sean Astin. There you go. Maybe it's him. His character was good. Yeah. It'll be something that I won't care about, and I'll be angry that there isn't a Steven there. But anyway, I've already. Well, I haven't given Watsy my money because they don't take my money until next year. <laughs> but <laughs> I have agreed to give them money for this. Um, because, again, I. Uh, stupid, no self control, and love capitalism. Anyway, yeah. that took up most of the show. 
I don't think this is a, a secret layer that I'll be buying myself. Um, not mm-hmm. really. Yeah, like as, as much as I, as I like the show, I'm not interested in owning any of these on Magic the Gathering cards. I quite like the Mind Flare. I think that's a really cool card. Um, but maybe I'll just wait for the Magic version to come out and pick up one of those, or maybe even just pick up the Mind Flare when it's when it actually exists, when it's physically in people's hands. But yeah, yeah, I'm not in a rush to spend my money on this now or, or ever really. But yeah, it, it's it's cool. It certainly like... feels far less, I guess, for want of a better term, far less intrusive than than the Walking Dead. I feel like that's what really got me with the Walking Dead ones. Like I wasn't mad about it or angry or upset. I was more just confused. It's more like, like why, why of all things, why the Walking Dead? It's this incredibly jarring and bizarre to look at. Um, yeah, but this this feels feels far less less like that, far less intrusive. I I don't know if that's because we're just used to magic being the way it is now, or if it's because the property itself is is far closer related to other was the ghost property, or if it's because it's a show that I like and I don't really I not I dislike The Walking Dead. I just don't care about yeah, it at all. That's, that's it. It's because you like the show. Yeah, it's the reason I like it. If it was a show I'd never seen, I'd probably be like, yeah, whatever. I'm still annoyed about this, but I like the show, so they like you said, got them. Yeah, I've, I've that's been, true. I've I've been had. <laughs> it was going to happen eventually. Like I said, if they released like a Rocket League one or something stupid. Pickle uh, Rick, Nickel Bolas, all If they release Pickle Bolas, I'll give them all of my money. Yeah, I'll I'll buy full up foils of Pickle Bolas. That's the correct decision for what's to make. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's because we like we like the IP they've chosen, and so we're less angry about seeing it on a Magic the Gathering card, or less confused, or less you know perturbed by it because yeah. we like this thing it's still stupid <laughs> I, still, I still don't like other IPs interfering with Magic the Gathering but it's like with the Godzilla ones, like with the Choreo which happened before The Walking Dead Yeah, I was fine with that because I think Godzilla's cool <laughs> I really, I, at the time I really disliked that and now I just don't really care that much I know it still feels quite jarring but yeah, because you're... like I, I, I guess probably because I'm like a massive, massive Godzilla fan, and it feels very weird seeing them on, on something else that I like. But yeah, well, I, I think it's just your hatred of other IPs being a Magic the Gathering, and your love of Godzilla meets in the middle to be like, okay. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's what it is. Whereas like <coughs> your <coughs> hatred of other IPs in Magic the Gathering plus your indifference towards The Walking Dead left you further towards the hate on that scale. You know? Yeah. That's some fucking pulled out of my ass psychology for you. <laughs> I don't I, think it was hate of The Walking Dead. It was just like, what? It, like, why? <laughs> or just confusion. <laughs> yeah, I just don't really care about that show. Yeah. <laughs> so, really like at least, because like at least Ikoria was meant to be like the kaiju world. So, oh, it makes sense. Okay, they're going to do a crossover with Godzilla. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, you can do that. I guess when we see like Street Fighter, like that's probably going to be, and like Fortnite, definitely that's going to be incredibly jarring to look at. <laughs> it's going to be so good. Yeah, well, this thing. But now I'm just well, yeah. Like, I, I think I think that's it because we are so used to this just being a thing now. This just being magic now that like I don't care. Like if this is what they're gonna do, then yeah, go whole hog. Like absolutely go for it. Uh, yeah. I just I like the things I like and dislike the things I, I I won't like, and that's fine. Yeah, this like this this one hits different because Stranger Things is a new season's coming out so it makes sense 
yeah. and it's a spooky, it's spooky thing, Innistrad, which, kind of, yeah. which, which plays into magic in general, definitely plays into the Innistrad sets we're in the middle of, plays into the fact that it's nearly Halloween. Like, it all kind of makes sense, like, it's all tied together. Like, like yeah. we said, you know, Stranger Things has a vague tie to Wizards of the Coast and Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons, which is a thing that they're continuing to do, like, D&D is going to be a continual part of Magic the Gathering, um, with the new Commander Legends Baldur's Gate set that they're going to do next year. So it all kind of makes sense. But The Walking Dead was just so fucking bizarre and left field that it was just like, that's the one you're starting with. The one with the guns and the no relation to Magic the Gathering whatsoever yeah. and a show that no one has cared about for like at least three years. That's the one you... St- that was why it was so jarring. Whereas this one, at least, it makes sense on every level. Outside of the skateboard. <laughs> There's just so many things that, that come together to make The Walking Dead one make absolutely no sense whatsoever. And we know that they're going to release magic versions of these cards. Yeah, that that makes it all the better as well because there are going to be cards of this that actually make sense, that actually fit into Magic's world. So we know that these versions will just be for the weirdos who love the show, whereas the Walking Dead ones at the time are just like, no, you can just play Rick, whatever his fucking surname is, I don't know, uh, in your deck with your uh, Thalia Guardian of Fraben. Yeah, and that made no sense. It's all. It's a very different world, and I've made my peace with it, and I love this. Yeah, <laughs> they've got no. my money. Fuck it. What else can I say? <laughs> yeah, th- th- that's it, isn't it? I think you just have to one way or the other. You just have to make you make a piece of it. Like, there's nothing that you can do as an individual to change the course. It it, it clearly makes them a lot of money. It's clearly a very profitable product, and. There is clearly a large audience for this because they're, they're they're selling a lot. So you know, people want to see it. You might not want to see it, but people do. And what what? How does that old meme go? Let people enjoy things. Oh, that sounds That's boring. it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was that was the thing. I I never took it to. I I, mean, I did take it to Twitter, but I had like a hundred followers at the time. And I'm consistently an idiot on the internet, so it wasn't really that bad. When I was like, I'm quitting the game because of Walking Dead. Um, this one I enjoy that I'm a yeah. hypocrite and I'm fine with it <laughs> yeah uh, it's it's just another it's another product that re- released from Wizards of the Coast to me and that's fine there are uh, I guess there are quite a few other uh, is it seven other uh, secret airdrops in the bundle as well which we won't go into because they're they're not really the, the exciting important ones really like some yeah. of them are cool um We've got like Monster Movie Marathon, which takes like old monster movie star posters and does a few cards in that style. We have Showcase um, Midnight Hunt lands, where they've taken the original Innistrad block lands and redone them in the uh, the Showcase Midnight Hunt basic land style, which they, they look really nice. If I was to buy any of them, it would probably be that one, but, but I'm not interested in those cards really. We've got Read the Fine Print, which is the one with the funny name. And it's uh, it's Liliana's demons, and it is uh, Liliana's contract. So that makes sense. It's in a strad. It's. I like it's, that one. Yeah, it, I it's, like a, it it's, a, a, it's a nice a little flavorful collection of cards. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, we got thrilling tales of the undead, which is like your old sort of like horror comic, uh, horror comics style art, like things that you might see on like early Misfits albums, um, art of like. A Liliana, Rise of the Dark Realms, and a Gravecaller. Uh, they're not for me, but I'm sure some people will pick those up. 
uh, we've got monster anatomy where you've got some big beastie monsters in the five different colors and they have got like the art the art's really cool it's kind of like a, like I guess anatomy design on them but it's also kind of like minimal as well you've just got like a solid background color and like black and white sketch art and they're really cool really cool to look at but they don't interest me as a bundle of cards and then you've got mirrored insanity which is uh, the Mirrodin artifact lands, but in a cool pixel style. Uh, I have no idea why they're included in this super drop, but they're pretty cool to look at. Yeah, I'm a real sucker for pixel art. It looks yeah. really cool. I don't know who the hell's buying these because who's playing artifact lands? Who's buying these for their pauper deck? <laughs> yeah. Um, they look great. They're really, really cool. Um, I guess <laughs> I, just about to say, I guess you play them in your five colour artifact commander deck, but not anymore. Do you not? No. Not since he got banned. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> okay, yeah, fuck Golas is an artifact, that's relevant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, because I got uh, Dexter, DXT. Yes, yeah. Who yeah. did one of the serum visions from one of the drops. Yeah. Um the art's incredible. I love it. I just don't understand who the hell's buying this. They look so good, but I'm never going to see one. So, yeah. Well, I bought the first one, two of the first secret layers, and I bought the most recent one. So, it's all come full circle. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure you'll you'll purchase more sets like this in the future. Like you'll probably get the 40k ones, right? Oh fuck! Are they doing forty k secrets? I'm, I mean, they're doing the forty k commander decks. So probably they'll probably probably do a secret layer. Yeah. I mean, I'm less interested. Like, I don't know. Like, Stranger Things is just. I don't know. It's a very important show to me. I yeah. just love it a lot. Whereas forty k is just a thing I do, and I don't really care. Yeah, about it. for sure. I just I guess, play the game. I guess I think like if this was if this was like a secret layer Twin Peaks. I'd be snapping these off like there's no tomorrow. Like exactly, yeah. You just gotta find that show, right? You yeah. Find the the IP that makes sense for you. Um. So I guess there's a reasonable business model, and then a bunch of people buy them to sell on the secondary market. Yeah. Or sell them to us as a at a loss <laughs> for some reason because they realise they made a horrible mistake. Um. Yeah. Secret layers exist. They're gonna be here forever. Buy the ones you like, ignore the ones you don't. Yeah, buy the ones you like and ignore Fortnite. No, I don't ignore Fortnite, it's going to be great. I, yeah, I'm really, I'm really I looking wait. forward to people being reminded that there's a Fortnite secret layer. Yeah, I just can't wait to see, see what the cards are. Stupid things again. Can't wait to see what the cards are, because they're all reprints as well. They confirmed that they're all reprints. So it's just going to be like... I don't know, just like playable cards, but with like the ridiculous art. I can't wait. That's so good. I just, that's, uh, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I don't know, I think yeah. it's cool people love Fortnite Fortnite makes loads of money lots of Fortnite players play Magic lots of Magic players play Fortnite not me I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a nerd but it's extremely popular there's going to be some crossover, they're going to make a shitload of money yeah, I want them to be the the debut of, of the new holographic foil treatment where the card has a hologram in it and it's it's lightning bolt, but you can move it left and right, and the character on it flosses. That's what I want to see. <laughs> Hell yeah! That's what I want to see. <laughs> I'd buy that. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it's we secret can. Secret 
yeah, who who needs yeah. them? <laughs> uh, what a good way to end it. I think that's all we have time for this week. Um, come let us know how you feel about secret lairs. Will you be buying the Stranger Things secret lair? Do you do you want to see a Twin Peaks secret lair? Because now I've mentioned it, I 100% do. Come hit us up on social media. On Twitter, we are at HFDCast, facebook.com slash HFDCast. Or if you've really enjoyed anything in the show, we'd like to give back in a monetary value, you can hit us up at Patreon. We are patreon.com slash devastation. Tears start on as little as $1. That's roughly 20, 25 cents per episode. This podcast is brought to you by manleak.com. You can go and use promo code HFD5 to get 5% off your whole order. Yeah, go for it. Manlik is is fantastic. Provide a great service, and yeah, if you you won't be able to get the secret there themselves, but hey, maybe when those cards do hit the secondary market, Manlik may have some in stock. Uh, pass. May. <laughs> it is in May is when those cards will be in people's hands, probably given the uh, schedules. Yeah, I look forward to being surprised by a parcel. <laughs> if you want to find me on my own personal social media on Twitter, I'm at Peach Garden Oaf. Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon, I'm in pretty much all of the magic groups. Uh, I also stream every week on Twitch, Friday night, we do Friday Night Magic, we do a whole host of different things, usually Cube, uh, we did some standard through the ages like I mentioned earlier the other week. Uh, it's it's a it's a whole host of fun, come check it out, twitch.tv slash peachgottenoaf. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at sneal69. Nice. You can't! Oh, oh my god, no. I finally did it! You did it, you I did the nice as well. You can find me on Twitter at jeanssneeler. Not nice. Oh, man. I haven't been cancelled yet, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. They keep letting uh, me tweet. <laughs> it's bound to happen at some point, right? Uh, what, me getting kicked off Twitter? Yeah, probably. Uh, well, yeah, I was going to say, you getting the getting the, the Twitter handle wrong, but yeah. yeah I, I still that, have that, that handle saved well. if I want to go back to it. Sweet. Which I might do. Man. Cool. So I think it's pretty much all we have time for this week. Once again, we're approaching the second hour. The God Pharaoh has returned. We'll see you again next week on Our Devastation.